Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next What up, Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? How's the mother-in-law? How are you holding up? We're, we're, we're hanging in there. Was she watching closely how much you were eating at the Thanksgiving meal? No. No diet or exercise tips? No. No, none of that, actually. She doesn't care about your weight anymore? <laughs> no, although I will tell you this. I think this is the first time that, she, like, normally when I see her, and we haven't seen her in a while, she just says, oh, you look so handsome, Barry, or oh, you look so good. She didn't say any of that. Oh, so oh she no. was just biting her tongue. <laughs> Yikes. And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson Hooper. Good day to you, Craig. Who, by the way, has a new toy over there, and I'm very nervous about it. He's going to be playing a soundboard here and there. Jay, do not go overboard. I'll I'll try to go eat. Listen, I've only got a few things so far. So, I mean, who even knows if it'll be necessary? I don't want you to overcompensate because, you know, because you're Blanderson Hooper. No. You are all listening to... El Numero Uno Podcasto de Basketball in El País de Peru. Ooh. Ooh. Would be in. Congratulations, fellas. <laughs> Congratulas- con- is that how you say Congratulaciones? It does not sound right. No. It does not sound right at all. No. <laughs> Do you know what the people are called in Peru, Craig? Peruvians? Yes, they are called Peruvians. Okay. I always found that odd that they're called Peruvians. <laughs> Barry's like, hmm, I th- did not think you were smart enough to know that. No, no, I knew you were, but why aren't they called Peruans? Peruans? Yes. They're not from Peruvia. Blandy, shouldn't you know this? You're a teacher. I don't, I don't have any idea why that would be. I don't. You want to play that womp womp sound right now? <laughs> Is that what you want? <laughs> don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Listen, I teach right. American history. I don't know why Peru- Peruvians are called Peruvians, not Peruans. All right, wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. And please subscribe to the one podcast that you are the most thankful for this holiday season. And subscribe to ours, too. Barry, come on. (laughs) And ours, sure. And we are thankful for all of you, especially... If you subscribe. Speaking of the holiday season, there's a great new way you can support our show. It's a Hard Nick's Life t-shirts, hoodies, iPhone cases. What about like pop sockets? I don't know what that is. What's a pop socket? I think it's a sex toy. No, it's the thing on the back of your, that you put on the back of your oh. cell phone. Maybe. I'll look into that. But for all the great It's a Hard Nick's Life merchandise, go to hardnickslife.threadless.com. And they're really affordable. It's like what, 16 bucks for a tee and- it's not those like hard t-shirts that you can get that are really cheap and suck. These are all soft t-shirts. Even the cheapest one, which I think you can get right now for 12 bucks with the Black Friday savings, it's the softest shirt, most comfortable shirt. Sweet. So go there, get that. Guys, it is a hard Nick's life all the way. 
in Poland. Yo, it's Mekoro from Poland, Krakow. I don't like Obi Top and Pick, but I'm gonna love him for sure. He's a new guy, he's our guy, so that's it. I wanna see him in action and I'm good with that. And about your squad, guys, Craig is the man. He was since the beginning. And Barry don't even watch the Knicks about three years ago, and now it's here. So, good job. And it's hard to fly. All right, Jay, what is the updated score here? Two for you, one for me, and zero for Barry. This guy's a hard Knicks life aficionado, this guy. (laughs) He knows my fucking Knicks history and shit. That hurts. Well, you know, even watch games until recently. It hurts when people hold you accountable for your actions. (laughs) All right, guys, the NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Barry, what do you got going on? The Knicks are back as of December 11th, preseason game against the Detroit Pistons, which came out of fucking nowhere. Did you know they were releasing the preseason schedule today? No, but I got I so fucking excited about it because uh, it's so close now. You could touch it. Dude, yeah. it's it's crazy that the... Well, let's get to this ad first before we go into okay, it. Okay, so... What do you got lined up for bets? The over-unders are in for the NBA. So the Knicks sit at 22 and a half. Now, you got to remember it's it's 72 game season, not 82. So you could throw some money at that over or under 22 and a half wins just for perspective because, you know, sometimes it's tough to figure out what that is in a 72 game season. That's a 30.5% winning percentage, which would mean that they that's like winning 25 games in an 82 game season which has been a struggle for them. All right, well, for more bets like that, go to head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Thanksgiving, it's over. I want to talk about what we're thankful for this offseason, guys. Um, it, was a, it was a whirlwind. We went into it talking about, could we get Chris Paul? Do we want Russell Westbrook? Is there a way to trade up all the way to two or three to maybe get LaMelo Ball? I think we got very lucky in the draft to have Obi Toppin fall to us at eight. But beyond that, you know, I think that you could you could argue it's been an underwhelming offseason. But I'm personally very thankful for this, you know, I'm just thankful that basketball's coming back. We haven't seen a Knicks game in how many days? Didn't JB post something like that? Oh, it was like 270 days. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. We saw during free agency and during the draft, we've got a front office that takes this very seriously, very measured in everything they do. They seem to have a plan. They had players they wanted, like Gordon Hayward, like maybe Chris Paul. Even at some point, they might have wanted Russell Westbrook, but they did not They did not want to go beyond a certain number or give up too many assets in a trade, even though that might have been their top priority this offseason. From what I'm hearing now, their top priority was Gordon Hayward at one point, but they were not paying what Charlotte was going to pay. But I'm thankful for this front office sticking to their guns, being as experienced as they are, knowing as many people as they are, and just doing work. Because I feel like that's been lacking in the past. They keep making great hires as far as player development, coaches. How are you guys feeling this offseason so far? Are you thankful? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. You know, you don't want any stupid moves. I mean, I was pretty thankful last year also. I know we didn't get what we went into the offseason wanting, but we came out of it in a position that that set us up where we are now, where we weren't locked into anybody. We could make new moves. We had a lot of cap space, which we we still have cap space left. I'm thankful that we didn't we didn't fuck ourselves. You know, like you said, they had a lot of self-restraint. 
a lot of self-control. They were measured. Um, and they're they're going to leave themselves in a good position where the, the guys that they did sign, they didn't overpay like tons of other teams did. And, you know, I understand we didn't get any big names, but we got a couple of quality rotation players. We're going to go through all the new guys. We're going to compare last year's roster to this year's roster, see if we made any improvements. Jay, what are you thankful for so far this offseason? Beyond Clarkson Avenue crumb cakes, Jay. Um, beyond the crumb cakes. I mean, I'm glad they didn't overpay. I mean, they didn't make a big splash. They didn't bring in 50 different power forwards like they did last offseason. But, I mean, is there really that much to get excited about? Here's Derek from Scotland. Craig, Barry, Jay, Derek from Scotland here. How's it going? I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Or as we would say in Scotland, I hope your Thursday was all right. I'm thankful for this podcast keeping me going through the dark times when there were no nip games. And I'm thankful for the Knicks being back soon. In fact, thank fuck for that. Also, hopefully I'm on Santa's nice list, because what I really want for Christmas is a reborn Dennis Smith Jr. Getting into the paint, hitting open teammates, dunking on people. Let's go Knicks. All the best, boys. Speaking of DSJ, did you see the video that, I think it was Bleacher Report or Slam, I don't know, someone posted on Twitter all the DSJ highlights from his years in Dallas? Oh, my God, Craig. <laughs> oh, my God. If you saw those highlights, I watched it and I was like, oh, we, we, that's our fucking starting point guard. Not only is Dude. that our starting point guard, that's our fucking next star of the New York Knicks. I know. And you go back and it wasn't just like these random highlights. You go back and look at his numbers, his rookie season. For a rookie, they were off the charts. They were great. He was over 15 points a game. He was racking up the assists. And then you saw him doing a little bit of everything. Just so dynamic. He looked like a star that rookie season. And it wasn't that long ago. So you just hope, you pray. Like Derek (laughs) said, you want that Christmas wish to be granted that he comes back. Because what he had going for him was, I mean, man. Does that mean, by the way, that Derek believes in Santa? Do adults say they want to be on Santa's nice list? You could. But nobody wants to say anything bad about Derek or Scott. Maybe maybe his kid was around when he said it. Everyone's afraid of the accent. <laughs> maybe maybe he had, you know, does he have kids? Do we know? Maybe they were there when he made the call or when he made the voicemail. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, dude, I, I, watching those highlights of DSJ. But what's sad is that I, I think I remember something similar before last season. Us all hoping that that DSJ was going to carry us last year. And everyone said, oh, well, DSJ is the key to the season. If the old Dallas DSJ comes back... It changes the whole dynamic of the team. Now, he went through a lot of shit last year, starting with the death of his mother, right? And then he ended up losing all of his confidence in his shot. He looked awful out there. I think it's all a confidence thing for him. And he wasn't playing fully healthy. Right. So listen, I don't want to, again, do what we did last year and expect DSJ to all of a sudden become what everyone saw of him coming out of college. Right. But can we at least give him the benefit of the doubt going into this season? He had a long offseason. What, what, what do you mean the benefit of the doubt? Um, I can't give him the benefit of the doubt, but I will, I'm not going to assume he's going to be awful. I'm not going to assume he's going to be that DSJ. The Knicks just went through the longest off season in NBA history. And we hope that that translates into an uptick in their performance somewhere. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> and I'm willing, I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if, if, if a long layoff is going to, result in them being better uh it may not <laughs> it certainly <laughs> could go the other way you know? they haven't played competitive basketball I know. 
in almost 300 days. And they're a, a team of youngsters. It's not like their confidence is sky high. I mean, right now. Right. Mitch is playing pickup games with fucking local, the local Y. <laughs> Here's another uh, thankful voicemail. Hey, it's a hardening life. I want to talk about the direction the team is moving in. It looks like it's a better direction. It looks like we have sense, common sense in the front office. It looks like we have solid people running the organization again. That's something to be thankful for. Be good. Well, I mean, I think we all agree with that. So there's some new additions to this roster that this front office has brought in. Right, as we were saying, we did not have a big splash so far at least. I think a lot of us have been holding out hope that there might be something else coming, but with preseason starting in two weeks, I don't know that anything else is coming. But we, we added a couple new front court players. We added Nerlens Noel, one-year deal, $5 million, and we made a trade that included us getting Omari Spellman, a young power forward slash center. He's battled, you know, some, what do you say, weight issues, Barry? Your mother-in-law would not be happy with Omari <laughs> Spellman's uh, weight. He's not playing on this team. He's not going to get any playing time. No. Craig, the way I see it, I see 12 guys that should be earning playing time. Okay, okay. A 12-man deep roster here. So I don't see how Spellman's going to crack it. 12. All right, since you brought it up, it drives me a little crazy when Knicks fans start saying, where are all the minutes going to go to all these guys? All these guys. There's like 12 guys that could play big minutes on this team. Dude, this team sucks. Yep. All right, so there's not 12 players who need to get playing time on this team. There's not. You, all right, I, I, I can name them for you. You're going to tell me who's not. If, if everybody's healthy, everybody's 100% oh, healthy. Boy. Okay. I mean, we gotta, we're going to talk about all these guys. <laughs> can we hold off on this? We can hold off on it. We can get back to it later. Sure. All right, so we did you guys like the Nerlens Noel yes. signing? Because I really love that signing. I love him being, he's the backup to Mitch. It seems like he's been around for so long. He's, he's only 26. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he came, He was a one and done out of Kentucky. It's another Kentucky guy. How many now? His player efficiency rating is great. It's over a 20. It was over a 20 last year. He didn't play a lot of minutes with OKC, but put up good numbers. Seven and a half points, five boards, one and a half blocks in just 18 minutes a game. He does not play a lot of minutes, puts up good numbers. He's going to be a great backup to Mitch because he's actually has a similar game to Mitch. I don't know how you guys feel, but I think at the center position, we've improved since last year. I agree and I disagree. I like the signing. I like him. I like him and Mitch as our two centers. I, I don't think it's an improvement you, you over think, last year. You think that Mitch and Taj, is it even? I'm not saying Mitch. that Mitchell and Taj are the same type of player, but I'm saying um, I think Taj, I, I, I don't think you can really argue that Nolan's Noel is a better player than Taj Gibson. I know he's got youth on his side, but Taj held his own. And and again, I mean, the, 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 the intangibles you know, that he had maybe in the locker room around the other, you know, teammates and all that. There's something to that as well. I mean, I'm not saying that Nerlens is a better player than Taj, but to have two players in Nerlens and Mitch who have similar styles of play, who like to do similar things out there, I think it'll help as we're trying to build some sort of identity, some sort of defensive identity. Even the style of play on the offensive end, I think it will really help this team to have two players that are similar in nature coming in and out of the game constantly, then players who are very different than each other at the same position in Taj and Mitch. When those two come in and out, the entire dynamic of the team changes. To have one dynamic or similar dynamic, whether it's Nerlens or Mitch playing, for the offense to be run through and the defense, I think will be an improvement to this team. And then in the backcourt, we got a few new guys again. We got Alec Burks. We signed him to a one-year, $6 million deal. 
Last year, he split time with Golden State and Philadelphia, averaged 15 points a game, four rebounds, about three assists, 28 years old, 20, 28, 29 years old. I think he's a good addition to the team. Yeah, average to above average three-point shooter, which is always good and something that they can use. Yeah, I don't think we made as many strides as we wanted in getting better three-point shooting on this team. I think at best, we we stayed on par with last year, which is not, which is one of the things that I think that the front office failed us in, to be honest. I was really hoping to get some sort of knockdown three-point shooter. Emmanuel quickly might be that guy, but I don't think you can count on a late first round pick rookie for that this season. I don't think he's going to get playing time either. Quickly, no. He didn't crack my 12, Craig. All right. Well, we'll get to that. I'm excited to hear this. <laughs> Just drop in the teases one after another. Alfred Payton is back. Knicks fans, furious at first, but then everyone saw what he was getting paid. Took a discount from last year. Same exact contract as Noel. One year, $5 million. Given the state of our point guard position, I think that when I heard that he might come back or when people joked about him coming back, it made me want to throw up. But when he came back and just how bad, like we don't know what to expect from DSJ and Frank. I don't even know if Thibodeau views Frank as a point guard or even DSJ as a point guard. We obviously needed someone in there. And Alfred Payton isn't a bad option, especially at that at that price, considering who is left, right? DJ Augustine, what did he get? Three years, $21 million? How are you feeling about Alfred? Is it killing you inside, Barry, or are you all right with it? It doesn't kill me. I've always liked Alfred Payton. For some reason, like fourth quarters last year, he awful. was yeah. awful. Um, and it, it's crazy because I, I really felt like he did a decent job, um, you know, in a lot of aspects. But yeah, just turning the ball over again and again, end of games was horrible. And it hurts the fact that I don't know what the opposite of a three-point threat is. You know, he they'll just let him stand out there because he he, he won't shoot the three and he can't shoot the three. Um, so that sucks. But like I said, he's gonna he's gonna rebound. He's gonna hustle. He's gonna play decent defense. Um, he's gonna pass the ball. You know, I, I know a lot of people complain that like you know he had tunnel vision last year with Julius. Um, but he'll spread the ball around. I think that that he can. In my opinion, he's like insurance. I think basically at worst right now, we've got Alfred Payton to play the point, which you know what you're getting, right? But but maybe one of these other guys steps up. But we also signed after Payton, it was interesting, we signed Austin Rivers to a three-year, $10 million deal, but only the first year is guaranteed. The final two years are team options. Very friendly deal. Uh, it's, I'm a, it's a deal that I was shocked by, and I still don't understand why Austin Rivers took it. I don't know why he would be interested in taking a deal for that little money on a team that is this bad. Essentially, he took a one-year, $3 million deal, but it's worse than that because the Knicks can lock him into that same $3 million salary for the next three years if they want to. And why wouldn't they? How bad would he have to be for them to not lock him into that? So for the next three years, he's getting paid, in my opinion, way less than he could elsewhere. Wait, they're team options? Those last two are team options. Team options. Why the hell would he do that? I do not know. It really that really doesn't make any sense because, like, if it's a player option and he's thinking that he could come in and score some points on a crappy team, get himself a bigger deal. Well, that makes sense next off season. But he I could mean, score. He could score. 30, he could average thirty points a game this year, right? If he's coming to a team because he he's, he's going to 
<laughs> no. <laughs> if he's coming to this team because they promised him he's starting or that he can get big minutes, he can put up big big numbers to get that next big contract, guess what? He's not getting it for another three years. No. So why is he taking that deal? I was convinced after they signed him that this was something else was coming, that he knew someone else was going to come here so he could play with them. Barry, why did he take this deal? It's tough to say why, yeah, on his end, why he took it. <laughs> you know, all these other guys are getting these massive contracts being way overpaid for what they provide. Like, you don't think that he could have said to the Knicks, listen, I'll come, but we're just doing a one year, $3 million deal. That's it. And they would have said, okay, sure. That's fine. <laughs> we, we want you. No, he wouldn't say no to that. He took, I, I don't think they could sign a worse deal than that as a player. I don't think Frank would take that deal. I, I don't, I, that's an Frank awful might take deal. that deal. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> I don't think any player in the league... I don't know why he took that deal. I don't know who's paying Frank more than $3 million a year. Oh, somebody would. Watch, he's going to get paid more than $3 million a year, for Barry. I guarantee it. Barry, look at the stupid money that they've been handing out. I mean, somebody would give him that money. I mean, Damian Dotson's getting two. No comment. But let's talk about this roster, all right? Barry, you've got your 12, your, your top 12... Right, I do want to go through each group of players compared to last year and just see how we feel if we made any improvements at all. We kind of talked about that at center already. Let's talk about the backcourt. And I'm just going to lump everyone together. I'm not breaking up into point guards and shooting guards because it's not clear what position some of these guys play yet. You got 10 guards on this team, Craig. Okay, well, let's talk about it right now. We got 10 guards on this team right for this year? Yeah, right now the roster's at 18, so they got to you know, cut it down a little bit. Okay, let, let me hear your but guards you, on this year's team because we're going to cut off some of them because I think it's probably crazy. DSJ. All right. Alfred Payton. Yeah. Frank Nilakina. Mm-hmm. Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. RJ Barrett. I know he could slide to no, the three okay. potentially. He, he put it, just count him at the three. Take him <sighs> but, off. But there may be some lineups that he can be the two. So I'm going to, I'm just saying him. No, Craig no, says you're no, wrong. Put him, I'm putting him, Craig, let's put Craig him at the three for this conversation. <laughs> he's not a two. He might play there, but he's not a two. Again, Alec Burks can go between the two and the three. Yeah, you can put Reggie him Reggie Bullock can go between the two and the three. No, no. You're probably going to see him more at three, but I'm just saying. Can you stop this? They don't have 10 guards in the team. Who else do you have? Jared Harper, who's okay, not going to see any time. What, but Jared Harper, by the way, he makes Trey Book look Trey Burke look like fucking Dikemi Matumbo. He's tiny, Jared <laughs> Harper. Um, Emmanuel Quickly, Austin Rivers. I'm I'm not done. You Jacob Evans. Missed, you already said Rivers, and you can stop talking about Jacob Evans. He's not playing either. No, he'll be in the G League. But there's your guards. In all seriousness, this year then it's it's Austin Rivers, Frank, DSJ, Peyton, Burks, and Quickly. Let's just call those the guards. Last year we had Dotson, Ellington, Trier, Peyton, DSJ, and Frank. I think that's an improvement this year. As do I. It, it is an improvement. Yeah. You got. I mean, I think that Austin Rivers is. He's not the greatest player in the world, but he's been around. He's a veteran. He he instantly becomes one of their oldest players, and he's not old. 28, but him and Bullock and Burks are the three veterans on the team, basically. We're the three eldest veterans. And this has happened before, I think, for the Knicks in recent years, but they are, on average, the youngest team in the NBA. Very young team. It's like 23.6, I think they come in at, which is 30th in the NBA, um, you know, as far as age. But if you look at their, but if you look at their players last year, I think Austin, having Austin Rivers is going to be really good for that backcourt. I mean, he's a well-coached kid. 
He's pl- he's obviously played a lot of years with the Clippers with with his father Doc, the former Nick, then played with Houston. He's a good good solid player and he just gives that backcourt some veteran leadership because other than him, the next closest is Alfred Payton and he is still a young kid. So you throw him back there. These guys need that leadership, right? Frank, DSJ, quickly. Burks is in. Burks is a veteran as part of that group. But Austin Rivers might become a real leader on this team. So, I mean, I agree. I think that this is a, a slightly better group than last year. If Austin Rivers is your leader of your team, I think you're in trouble. <laughs> I don't need Austin Rivers to be the leader of my team. All I am saying, Barry, is that at least we've got a veteran back there. Last year was Dotson, Trier, Peyton, DSJ, Frank, and the closest thing to a leader was Wayne Ellington. Yeah, no, he, he had one foot out the door the whole season, it felt like. <laughs> right? I think quickly is a, is a big improvement over Dot. I mean, everyone loved Dot. But obviously, we're going to see what quickly has. But I think he's a, a far superior three-point shooter than Dot, based on what he did in college. And he can play defense. And let's hope we get a better, you know, we can hope, we can give him the benefit of the doubt and hope we get a better DSJ this year and improved Frank. All right, then we got the center spot. We already talked about that. At power forward, Barry, who are your power forwards? You want to list half the team here? I got two. That's it. I okay, only want to see perfect. two fours on this team, and that's Julius Randle and Obi Toppin. All right. So compare it to last year, which we basically had maybe Kevin I'm Knox. Gonna, to, you know, no, no, from time to not. time, <laughs> maybe. Let's compare it to last year. Last year was basically Julius Randle and Bobby Portis. Obviously, Obi Toppin and Julius Randle is better than Bobby Portis and Julius Randle. <laughs> I don't know who's going to start. Who's going to start? I think you got to start Randle. Check out this voicemail. What's up, boys? Love the show. I'm calling in to talk about Julius Randle. In case we don't trade him, he averaged 20 and 10 last season under Fisdale, who was a train wreck. This season under Tibbs and the new staff, what do you think we can expect in terms of numbers out of Julius Randle? And like I said, in case we don't trade him, what fit do you guys see with Obi, is Julius going to be coming off the bench? Is Obi going to be starting? Is Obi going to be coming off the bench and Julius is starting? And how do you think Julius would feel about coming off the bench, given him pretty much being our star player last season? Thanks, guys. Julius Randle's going to give you 20 and 10 again. That's the player he's become, and that's what he's going to do for you. But let's, let's face it, those are just his stats. Those right. are just his stats. Those of us who watched him, I'm assuming we all watched him, he drove yeah. us crazy. We saw a lot of problems. He's going to put up the numbers. He's going to always put up the numbers. That's right. He was a 27% three-point shooter last year. And one of the big reasons that we got him and invested money in him was that the year before, it seems like he was turning a corner and he's he got the three-point shot as part of his game, right? He shot 34%. That year in New Orleans, but the year before that, he shot 22%. The year before that, 27%. The year before that, 28%. And then he came back down earth with us last year. He's probably a 27, 28% three-point shooter, which if that's the case, that really sours him as a player in this league, on this team. People thought he was taking the next step with that three-point shot. Right, And and most of the time, he's going to be sharing the floor with Mitchell Robinson, who doesn't take a foot off of the edge of the key. So you've got him clogging the middle and you've got Randall, who's not a threat at the perimeter. And, you know, how's that going to affect your spacing? 
But the thing is, I, I can't see a way that he's not going to at least start the season as a starter. You know, making over $19 million a year. He's your team leader, whether you like it or not. That's just where we are. Oh, God, and no. and, and you're not going to see Obi Toppin, you know, taking up a roster spot somewhere else on the court with Randall out there. Four is his position. It's going to be interesting because Julius Randall, it's going to be hard to bring him off the bench. But Obi Toppin, there's a lot of p- parts of his game that are things that you wish Randall was 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 that good at, at least in college, right? Obi Toppin shot 39% from three last year, All right? He, he's he's still improving. I, I would say that everything that Julius can do, Obi can probably do and more. But Obi's going to have to prove it a little bit. So Of course. You know, when I say that Julius Randle is definitely going to start, I think that there is a scenario where you can see throughout the season at some point that that can flip. You know, if Obi's all of a sudden you know, putting up these amazing numbers and like, let's say his per 36 numbers are off the charts coming off the bench. I think there's a situation and Randall's struggling. I think that, you know, Thibodeau can, can talk to these guys and say, look, it's going to, it's going to benefit you, Julius coming off the bench, you know, going against that second unit with these guys, I'm going to put you with let Obi start. I think there's a way that those roles can be reversed. I just don't think you're going to be able to come out of the gate that way. And you don't want to start, a poisonous, toxic situation amongst the players either. You know, if all of a sudden Julius is uh, pissed off, you know, he came into New York last year as your as your top dog, and now this year he, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a bench player? I, I can't see that happening, no, no matter what type of training camp they have. And again, it's a shortened training camp. So you think Thibodeau is going to make some judgments off of Obi Toppin, who's never played a minute in the NBA? And he's going to take Randall's starting job. We may fantasize about it, but it's not going to happen. I think if I think if if Obi Toppin lights it up during the preseason, and Julius Randall plays like he did last year, that he could supplant him very quickly. How many games are they playing in the preseason? Four. Four. When you say light it up, what, what are you, what are you talking? You know, what are you talking about? For me, it's all about the who fits better and who who fits in the system better and who stretches the floor more and who's going to make them a better team. If Julius Randle's doing what he did last year and not sharing the ball, doing spin moves constantly, dribbling it off his hip, ruining the entire flow of the game. I'll be honest with you. I'm not solely starting Julius Randle because his feelings are going to be hurt coming off the bench. If they can't trade him and they don't see him as part of this team, he's got one year. And if he becomes a cancer in the locker room because he's not starting or getting minutes over Obi Toppin, it's very easy to waive him. Craig, I think a big problem with the offense last year and even Randall's offense, I think a big problem of that um, with that was Marcus Morris. As good as Marcus Morris was, and he was good, he, he stopped the offense last year, more so than Julius did. When Marcus Morris got the ball, he wanted to score. Every time, 99% of the time. And, I mean, we, we've we talked about it before, too. I think Julius Randle wanted his possessions, too. He wanted his points, too. You know, at the end of the day, he wanted to put up his numbers, which, again, is that great for your team? No. But that's what it came down to. And I think having Marcus Morris out of the uh, out of the lineup, I think is going to do better for Randall. I think it's going to do better for the rest of the team. You can't have two ball stoppers like you had. I think they both had similar problems. I think part of it was that there was no leader on that team and there was no 
there was no lead point guard. So Julius, I don't know if you remember, Ju- I remember Julius trying to take control of games, not wanting to pay, bringing the ball up the court, not wanting to give it up because who is he giving it up to, right? I just get excited about Obi Toppin's game and the kind of team player he is and how how he'll probably be able to stretch the floor way more than Randall. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. I would personally start Obi right off the bat. I think he's the future of this team. Julius Randle, he's in the last year of his contract here, essentially. They're gonna, they're not gonna keep him beyond this year. They drafted Obi Toppin not to be Julius Randle's backup. They didn't draft Obi Toppin to keep Julius Randle here beyond this year. There's no benefit to starting Julius Randle and giving him more minutes than Obi Toppin other than appeasing Julius Randle and trying to do what you think is politically correct here. And I don't think that this front office or the coaching staff is fucking around. I don't think they're starting a player because of what the old front office signed him to as far as the contract. Maybe they'll start him to raise his value. Maybe they'll start him so he can get his numbers up and convince the rest of the league that he'd be an asset to them so they can trade him. But they're not. this front office is not going to start him because they just want to make him feel good. Craig, it's he, not just that. The most I mean, accomplished, he's the most accomplished player on the roster. They're not going to start. He's him? not the most accomplished player in the roster because of his stats, Jay. He's the You're most, looking at purely other, at his what stats. What other player on their roster has accomplished more in the league? Yeah, if, if I'm looking at just the stats, who else on this team has a? Has, it's not about that. If he's hurting the team when he's on the court, he shouldn't be right, on but the court. We're t- but you're talking about him not even starting at the beginning of the season. Right. Yeah. You're saying from day one. From Jay, day one. Jay, the argument I would make with you being on your side, you know, coming from where you're coming from is, you know, Obi Toppin even coming off the bench, he's going to get 25 minutes. He's going to get almost the same amount of minutes as Randall. He can do that coming off the bench. And we only really have, if you're not going to lump Kevin Knox in there as a four and you're going to play him more at the three again this year. And I, I, I honestly, I don't even think there's enough room to do that. I think he's going to have to share the uh, position of four. But Julius and Obi are your two main guys accumulating most of those minutes there. They're going to get their time. And you're going to need somebody to put up points as your second unit. That's where Julius comes in. <laughs> there's, just, there's just no way. There's no way. You guys might be right, but I'm telling you it's the wrong move. It's a mistake. I don't he think it's the such team. a mistake, He hurts though. the team more than he helps the team. I don't, I don't care what his numbers were last year. The Knicks will be better off when he's not here. And they will be better... The team will be playing better when Toppin's on the floor versus him. So yeah, we could start Julius Randle and we, we just won't be starting the best team that we have just to appease Julius. You guys think that he's a better player, so the team's going to be better with him on the floor. I don't think he's... I, I Look, I don't know if he's a better player than Obi, uh, but there he's got experience over Obi, okay? Which, you know, coming from Dayton... To the NBA is a different game. What does that get you for a team that's projected to win 22 and a half games? Who cares what experience he has? Obi's going to get his minutes. I'm telling you, give Obi just as many minutes as if he was starting. You got to treat Obi like you treated RJ last year. He's just got to start from day one. It doesn't matter who else is Obi is not RJ. And Obi is not a pedigree uh, I know he was college, you know, college basketball player of the Obi, year last year. I would say that I would say that Obi has a h- way higher ceiling than RJ. A higher ceiling than higher RJ. Ceiling? I can't say that. RJ's only what nineteen years old, and oh, Obi's already twenty two. Come on. He no definitely way. has the potential to put up a better rookie season 
than RJ I don't did. You could say a, be- a higher ceiling. I, I don't agree with he's that. He's a much smoother player than RJ offensively. He's he's way more gifted offensively than RJ. He's also three years older. I don't know. I don't know if his arsenal is as polished as RJ's. He's is he going to soar through the lane? Yes. Is he going to you know do these flashy dunks? Yes. But is he going to maneuver and manipulate himself for and have the body control that RJ has? That's yet to be seen. Well, we will see. I would not be surprised if Randall starts. Let me hear your starting five. You must have thought about it. Yeah, my starting five is Austin Rivers, Frank, RJ, Toppin, and Mitch. That's mine. I've got Austin and Frank in the backcourt. Neither of them, the clear point guard, combo guards. RJ can also bring up the ball once in a while. And that's my five. Jay, Jay's like Jay's grimacing because by starting that by starting that five, we're fucking not making the playoffs <laughs> and we're gonna suck or something. You know, big what's mistake. Funny? That that starting five is so bad. No, Greg, I Greg just... we matched we matched on two, <laughs> two of those yeah, five. I'm just not. What on, we matched on Mitch and RJ. Yeah, that's it. That's where it ended. Which is basically the most obvious selection. Austin Rivers is not a starter. Although you don't want to hear my starting five either because my starting fives aren't starters either. Wait, you don't think he's... See, I disagree there. I think Craig's right on that. That Rivers is going to start? Yeah, I think so. No. You want to hear my starting five? Sure. DSJ, RJ, Alec Burks, (laughs) Randall, and Mitchell Robinson. (laughs) You lost me at DSJ. That's my five. I'm going to lose a lot of people at DSJ. That's that's my hope. DSJ, RJ... Alec Burks. Alec Burks. There's a reason why we only matched on two. Randall and... And Mitch. And Mitch. Okay. And Jay, what's yours? I would say Mitch, Julius, RJ, Austin Rivers, and then... I mean, they gave Alec Burks that money. So, I mean, I don't see Dennis Smith Jr. starting. And I don't see Frank starting either. It's the thing. There's, it's a, there's a lot of players who could get minutes, but not necessarily because they're good. It's because there's a lot of players who could get minutes because they're all basically the same and they're all just kind of, eh. Okay, guys. Game number... game. That you was see, game number one see, Just I'm starting Austin Rivers so that you can start Frank, by the way. <laughs> Craig, I'm going to name a player. You're going to tell me if you think they're going to get minutes this year or not what's minutes minutes or 10 minutes by the way blandy you haven't played one sound this whole show well you told me not to overdo it so i'm not doing it <laughs> at certainly all. not fucking overdoing it I'm, I'm not doing it at all do you have like game show music for this little segment barry's about to do no oh. hmm. <laughs> well i'm i mean that's what i had before and you didn't want that i do not want that no no all right so dsj is he going to get more than 10 minutes a game yes Alfred Payton. Yes. RJ. Yes. Austin Rivers. Yes. Frank Nilakina. Yes. Alec Burks. Not sure. Okay. Kevin Knox. Yes. Julius Randle. Yes. Obi Toppin. Yes. Mitchell Robinson. Yes. By the way, Ner- it's over 10 minutes a game, so you're not going to say there's only so many minutes in a game. Nerlens, no, I'm I'm just want to see how many players are going to get some burn. Nerland's Noel. Of course. It's the only backup center. Reggie Bullock? Mm, He might not get 10. Okay. So if Alec Burks and Reggie Bullock don't, then you're at 10. And I mean, I don't see how you're not going to play those two guys. They're going to be guys. I mean, I think those are going to be guys that come in. And I didn't mention, I didn't mention quickly. When you need a spark, when you need to change things up. 
I didn't mention quickly because I don't think there's I don't think we're gonna see him this season. There's no room. <laughs> Except for like so... maybe like the last ten games of the season. Listen, this is what I was saying kills me with with the roster and what everyone's saying about there's no room for Emmanuel quickly. There's no room for Emmanuel quickly. Ignis it's not true. It's not true. It's that's all based on our assumptions of how guys are playing. If DSJ is what he was last year, he's not going to get ten minutes a game. All right. So if he starts the season and he's looking like he did last year, then he's going to get knocked out of the See, rotation. But I, I think you know what I. I think he's going to be better. They're not just going to play him a whole season, big minutes automatically. No one on this roster deserves that. Beyond RJ. Mitch, Toppin, Randall. I don't know if anyone on this roster deserves guaranteed big minutes other than those four guys. You're probably Everyone right. else can get knocked out of the rotation or lineup at any moment if they are not playing well. I, there's nobody that has to play. This is not a team of... This is a team of players that have not done anything. A lot of these guys are going to get shipped out. A lot of them? Yeah. You know what? Last year at the deadline, we... Did we trade any anybody besides Marcus Morris? No, basically the last few years of the deadline, we've had got we've had players at the end of one year deals that we all thought the Knicks would try to trade some assets. But like you said, with this front office, based on what they did this offseason, you know they're going to move all the assets they can for whether it's just a second round pick, anything they can get. Yeah, and you have a lot of guys on this team that are movable that teams may very well want as they approach the playoffs you know guys like bullock yep. guys like burks austin rivers who we talked about like i mean yep. what, what team wouldn't pick up his contract um so there, there's a lot of guys that they may look to move and again to just accumulate more picks i mean it's across the board barry they're, they're one-year deals but all these guys that are on these one-year deals are very movable even if nerland noel is having a great season you know and he's backing up mitch and Maybe the two of them combined are great. They're great together, but he's only on a one-year deal, and he's replaceable. So, and if you can get so if you can get an asset back for him, and and you send him to a team competing for a championship or competing for the playoffs, you do it because you don't know if he's going to go somewhere else next year. You're right. There's guys who they brought in this year who I think are more appealing are going to be more appealing in the trade deadline than the guys they had last year, like Bobby Portis, Wayne Ellington. The only guy that had value last year was Marcus Morris. Man, remember when we signed him at fifteen million, and we're like, "Wow, we're we're overpaying for him," but whatever, it's one year, and he turns around and turns that into a sixteen million dollar a year contract, right? It's four years, sixty four mil on a team that that's not looking for him to be number one or number two. The only other the only other um, group that we didn't compare to last year, but I think they haven't really changed much, is the small forwards. And Barry, I mean the real small forwards. So we're talking about <laughs> last year we had RJ, Knox, Bullock, Harkless, Ignis. I didn't put Morris in there because I'm just talking about the end of the season. And this year we're going into it basically with RJ, Knox, Bullock, Ignis. And then you got newly signed, who we'll talk more about next week, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He can guard multiple positions, basically replaces Mo Harkless from the end of last year, who replaced Marcus Morris. It's essentially the same. I mean, the main players are still there, right? All right, guys. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company is changing the crumb cake game, and now they got some flavors making a comeback. Kitty's Carrot Crumb Cake, Campfire Crumb Cake, Caramel Apple Crumb are all back for the rest of the year. Do we know? It's not December yet, so we don't know well, what the December. we don't know yet. Is that killing you right now? It kind of is, yeah. Did you try the, the last time we spoke, you had tried which crumb cake? I did the, I had the great pumpkin and then uh, I got the chocolate raspberry and the, uh, the normal, the regular apple crumb from my dad. 
Have you tried have you tried the chocolate raspberry yet? No, that one has they put in the freezer, but the apple, the regular apple crumb was that's gone. We we housed that. What was better, that, was, that or the pumpkin? Oh, the great pumpkin. Mm. But I'm more of a pumpkin guy than an apple guy to begin with, so. All right. Well, from holiday gift boxes to regular crumb cakes to the world famous crumpkins, um, you can get it all at clarksonavcrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNIXLIFE for 23% off your order. You awake, Blandy? I'm good. Are you going to work some of these sounds into the news here? I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to look for an, an opening, but I just... Craig, we told them not to reach, right? Yeah. So. You did, so I don't want to, and I, you know, I don't have a lot in here at the moment, so I want to, I want to make sure if I use it, I use it at the right moment. Ease your way in. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well. All right, y'all hear that music. It is time for the blandest of them all, our sound man and our newsman, Blanderson Hooper with the news. Preseason basketball, like you said before. They just released that today. Knicks are playing the Pistons, that first game of the uh, the preseason, uh, which is December uh, 11th. Did they say where Friday. they're playing these games? They're, That's the in Knicks Detroit. are playing in Detroit. This one's in Detroit for the Knicks. At the uh, Little Caesars Arena. Yeah, Little Caesars oh, right. Arena. I did see that. Yeah, there's five games uh, that first night. Who and who, so are, what are their four it's games? They're playing Detroit back to back, right? Yeah, Detroit back to back and Cleveland. Yeah, Detroit back to back, but it's not it's not Friday Saturday. It's Friday Sunday. Right, right, but both at Little um, Caesars, which makes sense. Yeah. They're not going to have them traveling a lot, no, clearly. Right. And then I think so they're playing they play Cleveland the and MSG. Cleveland and those two are at the Garden. Uh, Clay Thompson had his he had successful surgery. On his Achilles, clearly that's a long timetable for uh, for his return. When it comes to that, the the NBA actually granted the Warriors a disabled player exception for nine point three million dollars, which I think they have until April. Wow, this must I don't be a the exact real date light until news April week. to uh, to use. So that could be helpful in a in a trade later on during the course of the season. The Knicks were granted a disabled player exception because Alfred Payton's jump shot is broken. Uh, that did not play well. It, it didn't, but <laughs> we're working on him. We're working on him. Is that the sound you were expecting, Barry? What was I that? thought he was going to do like a drum, like a like a. Oh, but I mean, wait, Shh. like right. Uh, Lakers had asked for. We had talked about this. I can't remember when they were looking to get some salary relief because of Luel Deng. The NBA said no to to that. Um, I don't know if you guys saw a bunch of. Uh, Guys signed their massive, like their their rookie extension. Donovan Mitchell signed for 195 million. Brandon Ingram signed with New Orleans for like 160 million. De'Aaron Fox is staying in Sacramento. Jason Tatum staying in Boston. Bam Adebayo is staying in in Miami. So a bunch of big deals for those guys in the last couple of days. Michael Jordan donated two million dollars to Feeding America. And then the only other thing, it's been a slow week, obviously, other than obviously. free agency, is uh, that Mike Miller. Has joined uh, Mark Daniels' staff in uh, OKC, so it's yeah, it's good to see that he landed on his his feet after the decent job that he did last year. Is it good to see? Do you really care? Uh, you know, good for him. <laughs> Knicks fans have such a love for Mike Miller. He, he did the best he could under really crappy circumstances, and you know, he got a job somewhere else. Yeah, opportunity struck. He came out of the G League. Got the interim position. That's yeah, great right, to see. It's great to see he landed on his feet. <laughs> what was wrong? What's wrong with that? You are a miserable human being, Craig. You are a miserable human being. 
you know what? He sucks, and I wish he didn't. I wish he never got another job ever. <laughs> I don't wish he got another job, but I don't really give a shit where he coaches next. They all coach somewhere. I just feel like. Do you care where Royal Ivy ended up? Do you okay. care where any of the the other coaches on that staff ended up? He was the coach. <laughs> I feel like you're not being open minded. You know, I, I feel like you're not using enough of your brain. Greg, uh, Jay's trying to uh, cram in a soundbite over here. Think about <laughs> it. Think about it, Jay. You, you, that heart, that, that basically, there was no news this week, Jay. What do you mean? We got to hear about uh, Clay, Clay Thompson's surgery. Yeah. Clay Thompson's surgery. You don't even know when he'll be back. And then we're talking about the $9.3 million trade, uh, Disabled player. Disabled player. Shit. I mean, not that it's Blanderson's fault that there's no news. Yeah, how's that? My but I'm saying there was no the, news this news. week, and and you put Mike Miller getting an, a job with OKC all the way at the very end of that. Yeah, I did. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Are, isn't this? Aren't we the podcast that talks about like every, like the like the fifty second assistant <laughs> head coach who watches video for you know, like I mean that's so right. what's wrong with me mentioning Mike Miller but you're not going to mention the the new coach the Knicks hired but you had that in the rundown of something we were going to discuss <laughs> yeah and then I just and then I figured yeah how many assistant coaches do we need to talk about here <laughs> yeah thank you for that thank we hired Darren we could something? just talk about yeah he convert, or CPA or something converted lawyer to a coach. And then supposedly the most interesting thing about him, Draymond Green says he is a defensive mastermind. Wow. And he basically helped create that great Golden State defense that they Until saw. he was fired. And what he was fired for, it's so bizarre. But while he was on Mark Jackson's staff for about three weeks, supposedly, he was recording player-coach conversations. Well, he used to record, yeah, player-coach conversations and, you know, unbeknownst to them. And why did he do that for his own notes? I, I don't know. Or what the was it was. was it like to was he hiding cell phones recording people when they didn't know? Who knows? We don't know. We don't know the reason. Am I am I done? Am I, can I say? And that's the way the basketball bounces. Or? Should have fucking said it five minutes ago. But sure, you could do it now. And that's the way the basketball bounces. Hmm. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife. Barry at Barry Dworkin, Blandy at Blandy Hooper. And you can call us at 516-33-MESH-1. Drop us a voicemail, you know, whatever else you want to uh, say. There you go. And uh, leave us some ratings and uh, positive reviews wherever you listen. And head on over to hardnextlife.threadless.com. You can use a new tee or a new hoodie in that closet of yours. Who get that special person in your life? A beautiful It's a Hard Next Life tea hoodie. Just in time for Christmas or Hanukkah, you know? I want to see entire families walking around in It's a Hard Next Life t shirts. What's your mother in law doing right now? Uh, she's probably on YouTube. <laughs> she's watching conspiracy theory videos. I was hoping that she would somehow come into the basement during the show. No, you know what she said to uh, she said to us the other night? She she had just gotten here. And um I don't know, we mentioned, I guess we bought some chairs or something. And she's like, oh, I hope it wasn't Wayfair. I will not shop on Wayfair.com. Oh, like, you know that that it's a front for sex trafficking. <laughs> no, 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 no. She did not say that. Yes. They, they no, name, they'll, they'll name like a pillowcase a girl's name. And it's a missing girl. 
and it'll be like $16,000 for a pillowcase. Oh, yeah. What? It's known. Hold on. There's pillowcases on there for $16,000. Well, this is an actual, this is an actual conspiracy theory. I've it heard is. this before. So, so, so that It night, is a real thing that crazy that, people believe. Right, right, right. So that night, like I researched it online. Like, what is she talking about? But yeah, it's been debunked. Like USA yeah. Today did a whole investigation about it. it's been debunked it. because it's fucking insane. And they said, yeah, I mean, there are names, but like, you know, look at Pottery Barn. They have, you know, things called the Alexa or the, uh, you know, the Rebecca <laughs> or whatever, you know? And they have some discontinued items or some like rare, like weird items. Cause it is, there are a lot of third party sellers, but it was just like some groups on the internet that like created this whole thing and try and laid out these things to make it look like it's a sex trafficking thing. And there's people out there that believe that it is. So she boy, did she say that. this in front of your kids? No, 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 no. It was just, no, my kids were asleep. I think, I think this was a good show. <laughs> I think we can, I think we can open our minds more though. Don't you? I don't know. What is he talking about? He's trying to cram in a fucking soundbite. You don't think so? We told you not to... We told you not to overdo it, Jay, and you're not making any sense here. I'm just saying. It's got to come in naturally. You can't do it to us. Go ahead. Hit the button. No, because if you're only using 10% of your brain, you don't even know that you're using 10% of your brain. Jay, that has nothing to do with anything. You could have played that very easily after... The Wayfair uh, sex trafficking comment, and that would have made sense. Oh, right, right, because it's a stupid comment. Stupid. Thing. Yeah, because because Barry's mother-in-law, at best, is using ten percent of her brain. <laughs> right. I love talking shit about your mother-in-law. It feels so good. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny last week. I forgot what you said. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know how, where to go from se- the sex trafficking pillowcases. So. <laughs> I don't know if we want to end on that. Is that what we want to end on? <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.